Yo. What up? Hey, what's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Five Mics, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Idea Manhood podcast. This is season four, episode three. Um, whoa. The title of this podcast, the title of this episode is called Mumble Thinkers, and we're going to go into that in a few minutes. I want to take about three minutes to just reflect, man. This has been a crazy week. If you are um, if you are remotely tuned in to anything related to hip-hop, to rap, to pop culture, um, to blackness, to... Uh, you know, politics, everything, like whatever you're into, this week had it for you. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Trump is lying. Giuliani covered up for him. There's a stripper involved. I don't know. There's a lot going on in the White House. There's a lot going on. Um, but I just wanted to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, earlier this week, I got on Facebook Live. Shout out to the folks watching on Facebook Live. And I uh, I had a conversation in the middle of all this Kanye stuff. I had a conversation about, um, you know, just how I was processing it. And, you know, it, it, it went right in line. I already knew what this episode was going to be about. I knew that the title of this episode, even before all this Kanye stuff was going to be about, um, was going to be about mumble thinkers. So I'm not even going to address the Kanye stuff. I think it's done. I think it's it's put to bed. I want to focus on, I want to refocus our energy. I think that's what we all need to do. Uh, I think we need to, um, you know, for those of us that, all right, I have two two streams right now going on and one stream is is as an older guy right I'm 41 years old right and you know I've been out of college for 18 years Woo, that's wild um, and I know that as I get older and you know I'm a father I have a child that's 11 I have a child that's 5 I know that at times it's challenging to think of myself as an adult. Well, let me explain, right? So I think all of us, at least me, I won't speak for all of you, at least for me, a lot of times in my mind, I still feel like a kid sometimes. Sometimes I still feel like a child. Sometimes I still feel, you know, even with all the responsibilities, even with all of, you know, job and duties at home and things that I do outside of the home, um, sometimes in my brain, um, you know, even when, you know, I'm, I'm working out, I'm running, I'm doing all these things, I'm Sometimes I still feel like, who's that? Who's that? What's up? Who's saying what's up? What up, Reem? What up, Q? I see y'all. Um, sometimes, this is real talk. I'm not even being funny. Like, sometimes it still feels, sometimes I still feel like a kid. And 
when I'm responding to things, I have to remember, like, oh snap, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a man now, like I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a grown adult, like I have to respond to things in a certain way. I'm an OG to certain people that you know, if I'm talking to young people, they consider me. I come with a certain set of skills, a certain knowledge base, a certain set of perspectives that you know that are worthwhile. So in those moments when I think what makes children children, what makes young people young people is that they respond off of impulse, right? So you're presented with something and you fire off. That's what, that's, that's what children do. They don't have the benefit of time to, in that moment, be like, okay, okay, okay. So I feel like as a man, I feel like that's the thing that separates like men from boys, women from girls, is that, you know, especially when you have kids, your kids are going to come at you with all sorts of wild shit. Like they're going to come at you with like some, oh, daddy, what's this? Or, oh, I heard this at school. And you can't be like, what? Like you can't always flip the table and try to respond in a crazy way because that's not what the scene always needs, right? I think in every situation that we're in as men, I feel like what our energy is and what our power, what our superpowers are as men is to, in a situation, to pause, to think, and to respond in a way that, like, marries the emotion with the thoughts with perspective, with, uh, you know, with, with time. And so, you know, as things have been going on in my personal life, at work, you know, at play, with all the stuff we were talking about this week, you know, I think to me what separates my response to most things is that the time Right? I feel like that is a skill set. That's a skill set that I know I learned when I was in grad school and that I've had the chance to perfect and to practice over the years. Is like when you're presented with crazy information, like how do you in that moment pause, take a minute, and respond to the things that are important? I think the world needs more of that. Right? I think our families need more of that. I think our communities need more of that. I, need, I think that needs to be an example of like how do you how do we as men respond to situations that are different than boys or different than women? In my mind, and this might just be what I'm processing right now, I really do feel that society, that's loose. I think society is a lazy word, but that's what I'm pulling up right now. I feel like society, the world, our communities, social media, outside pressures, whatever it might be, want men to respond as women. I feel that with that, I'm not negating that statement. I'm adding to that is that there's a certain way a certain sensibility a certain sensitivity that that is commonplace right now 
that is, you know, asking for men to to respond with more negligent emotion. This is not saying anything negative about women. I think it's just saying that, like, there's this, there's a, a feminine energy. I don't think that's bad. I can still say feminine energy, right, without anybody getting mad at me. I think there's, like, a feminine energy that's very powerful right now in in a lot of our interactions and there you know uh, uh, I don't know if it's a masculine energy or a more male centered energy is just not appreciated not needed it might be overstated from years and years of us in, engaging in a certain way but I think that as men I think things sometimes I think a lot of our conversations are unbalanced because men aren't brave enough and don't have the skill to express their ideas in a way that's accepted in our current time, right? So how does that have to do with all of the with with the topic of the day? Mumble thinkers. Mumble thinkers. So I don't know what I was listening to, but I was thinking about, you know, music that's on the radio all day, every day. And the whole concept of mumble rappers. And, you know, within the past five or six years, probably since the one that comes to mind is Young Thug. What comes to mind, Future, a little bit. You know, what comes to mind is, you know, like those dudes that, you know, came up off that, like that flow that's just like, it's infectious. And I remember when folks started doing it six, seven years ago, that the older MC was like, you ain't never gonna catch me rapping on no track. Right? And now everybody does it. Young and old, everybody does it, right? And. Those mumble tracks are fire. Like, nobody could tell you that these mumble tracks aren't crazy. That it's not like, you know, if you hear a beat by, I can't even think of anybody. Murder, uh, damn. See, I'm old. I don't even know. But, like, you know, the the popular producers. What's Homeboy that did the, the album with Big Sean recently? All the cats from Atlanta. Uh, white dude. Um... I can't even think of none of their names, but you know the mumble track producers, the beats are fire. Like you when they come on, it's like they make you wanna, you know, it's like boom, that 808 bass. It always has that symbol. You know, that it's like, oh snap. Right? Like it, it it makes you do something. Like if you just hear the beat, you know it's infectious. It's so infectious that when an MC comes on the track, they don't have to say anything that makes any sense or they can make sense within like three or four words on the track but because the beat is so infectious you're like oh snap he spazzed on that you're like oh snap he's crazy if you listen to the radio now and if you listen to music now 
even our favorite MCs, even the Kendricks, even the Coles, even the you know the ones that we all know are the are the dope lyricists and the rappers right now, the Drakes, even the Jay Zs, even the Kanyes, even the you know even all the MCs that we know that are dope are utilizing that trap, you know, that mumble rap flow. And it made me think of like, I wonder where else in our lives do we experience the mumble rap phenomenon, right? And anybody that's listened to this podcast over the past two, three years, two years, knows that I have a love and hate relationship with social media, right? Like I, um, I, I, I love it, you know, especially I have a podcast. I have information that I need to share that I want people to listen to so they can come to my podcast. So I use, so I use social media to benefit, you know, things that I'm doing professionally, personally, or whatever. And then also, you know, I like to share certain things, pictures, and engage on social media like most people. Um, but what I've seen over the past three years is that Twitter has taken a turn. Facebook is taking a bit of a turn. Facebook is a little bit older, so it's not it's not as much the same. Uh, Instagram is taking a turn. You know, Twitter especially have given has given people the platform to say whatever they want and label it as fact. You know, it's giving people like it's almost like if it's printed, like if you type it, if you type it and push return. And it shows up in this nice little format with the nice little, you know, development you know, on the screen. Like, if, if you do that, then somehow in our brains, we process it as real. You know, I think it has a lot to do with, um, I think it has a lot to do just with, like, how we've processed information over the past few everything is computerized so if we see something on the computer or in print on our phones or what have you typed out on a sheet of paper and it's printed we're like oh that's real like, like that's real that's that's fact that's truth right and so um with the evolving with the evolution of social media it's giving people the platform to say whatever they want to say online. And we take it as fact. And because there's a certain way that you're expected to respond on social media, what you have is this vicious cycle of mumble thinkers and ill-equipped responses. You know what I'm saying? So you have people thinking stuff saying it over a dope track, that dope track being social media and the framework, the template of Twitter, the template of Instagram, the template of everything else. And because it comes out on the computer, we see it and we're like, oh, that's real. 
because it's on the computer. I see it. Like, it's, it's real. It's a fact. We then don't have the intellect, that's a strong word, but we don't have the ability to respond to it appropriately, and you get all these emotional responses to bullshit. And then what happens? It's like a cycle of this... It's like this cycle of junk, and it just... Rolls over. You stupid. I see you, Kurt. I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> and then there's this cycle of like just tumbleweed of nothingness that becomes like it becomes entire movements like that are based on people that didn't really put much thought into their words in the first place. Just like mumble rap. But if you put it over a dope beat, it's fire. Oh, we listening to it. We go to the club. You know what really made me think of this? Was the fact that when Kendrick got his Pulitzer Prize. So I know y'all gonna be hating like, what? Kendrick? No, we don't talk about Kendrick. What made me think of it is that Humble is that I've ended. Hey, that song, Be Humble, Sit Down, Be Humble, right? And I was thinking, I was like, this album won a Pulitzer Prize? I went back and listened to it, I was like, for the words, like, not even the beats, because the production is nice. It's, you know, it has a thread through it. But the words on that album, damn, are not nearly as profound as the words on Butterfly, right? And so, I'm not talking about that fool, Trayon Trayon, like he did Black Panther. I'm not talking about Black Panther. He got the Pulitzer Prize for damn. A Pulitzer Prize, right? And I was like, Bitch, be humble? Sit down? Did he say something about syrup sandwiches on there? And I was like, huh? I was just like, okay. But I'm thinking like, oh, it's dope production, and it probably caused people to listen more than to Pimp a Butterfly, where the language and the words and the concepts and the themes on that album are so much more progressive and so much more, in my mind, Pulitzer Prize worthy. But I was like, oh, but the beats were fire over here. That made people listen differently. It's the same thing as Mumble Thinkers. This week has highlighted and really put a light on a lot of mumble thinkers. It's just people that, you know, just either say stuff for a reaction or respond to people saying things for a reaction because they have this platform. I wish, and what I think, what I want to do more of, I started this lesson, I started this lesson this uh, podcast by saying that 
you know, sometimes it's hard to believe I'm 41 years old and that I that I'm like responding, you know, I but in my situation, in my life, at work, at home, with the kids, with the wife, I have to respond like who I am, a grown man. Like I, I have to be like, okay, all right. And I think as men, especially those that have girls that are in relationships, I won't say girls because men have men too sometimes. So I'm like, for those of us that are in relationships that have to engage with other people on a regular basis, I think men understand that there is a there is a uh, a necessity to stop and think before you respond. Because I think most of us, many of us, you know, when things happen. Our first instinct, because we're instinct, we're animals. Like our first instinct is to be like, eh, "What? You know what I'm saying? Like throwing tape." Like my first instinct. I won't speak for y'all, but my, a lot of times, my first instinct when people do stuff and say stuff is, like, "What? The, what are you talking about? Like, shut up, get out of here with that." You know what I mean? Or I don't want to hear that. Or it's like, "Oh, you're stupid." Like so. Over time, I've developed the skill of sitting back. And let people talk. Let people talk. Let listen. Let me lean in on this. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is da, 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 da. okay. Mm-hmm. Now you know what I'm saying. And that type of exchange is just it's called mansplaining. Like people, like if you try to talk to someone and you try to tell people how you feel or process oh you're mansplaining now everything is like i don't i don't want to get into the mindset of thinking that everything is anti-man 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 or you know because i don't think it is i just feel that a lot of times and i think about older men in my life like i think about pops and uncles and you know older men that i witnessed you remember, like, think about your pops. Think about your dad. Think about your uncles. Think about all those old dudes in the neighborhood or whatever. When the women started talking and when things got crazy, what'd they do? Peace. I'm out. I'm going to go over here. Like, I'm not going to deal with this. Like, you know what? Y'all good. You know? I'm going to just sit over here. I'm going to smoke this new port, you know, whatever, you know, I'm going to drink this, I'm going to drink this, you know, this Hennessy or whatever. And, you know, and, and it made me think about, it made me think about how it is the norm for men as they get older to shut down, like to, to shut out, to shut themselves out and to just not talk. Like, all right, cool. Like, I, like the vision I think is my stepdad, when I think about like my stepdad around the house, my mom would be saying stuff, and he was like, all right, whatever, whatever you say, like, you know, happy wife, happy life, like, cool, whatever. You know, and I don't know. I just think that in our generation, word, in our generation, I think that we, Younger men, I'm saying younger even though I'm older in the grand scheme of things, but like I think our generation, us in our 30s and 40s, are are changing that a little bit because I think we have a 
we're developing and have developed a different skill set. And we're more vocal. Like we we talk more than our dads did. Like we do. We're we're a little bit more engaged. We're we're a little bit more like involved in the daily goings ons in our lives with the kids or whatever it may be. And I think we need to be more vocal. And I don't mean, I don't think we need to speak more. I don't think like, hey, yo, let me get up on my pedestal and start talking like I'm doing now. Um, I think that there are situations that happen, whether it be in your home, whether it be at work, whether it be, uh, you know, with your kids, whether it be with your kids' teachers, whether it's wherever it is that need our voice as educated emotionally intelligent men that can speak, that can get their point across without being angry or without like flipping out and it's not cursing or what you know, whatever it might be, whatever stereotypes that may think about our communication styles. I think that our generation needs to and is changing that a bit. But what I've encountered is I'll speak for myself. What I've encountered is that um, I've encountered that that voice isn't really being respected right now. Respected. I don't know about that. That voice isn't really being accepted right now. And I think maybe it's in you know maybe it's for a reason. Maybe you know people are tired of hearing men speak. People are tired of, you know, a narrative that, you know, men always speak or always talk or whatever, speaking for people, whatever. Um, but I feel like what we're saying now is different than what generations in the past have said. How we're saying it is different than how men said it in the past. Every man out there can attest that when you're in a relationship, and you're in an argument, you're in a disagreement with the woman. Just say, I'm just using a woman, that's my example. When you're in a disagreement with the woman, and you have the ability to argue, you know, or to share disagreement or disagree, and you do it without being disagreeable, with being respectful, with like, it's like the world doesn't understand how you, like, like what? Like, I feel like sometimes in different environments, like, they want us to be mad, like, doing like, what do you say? Trayon, hold on, Trayon, relax. I feel like they, they, you know, like they want us to be, to engage like normal, quote unquote. But when you come in with like thought, a certain level of consciousness, when you come in like that, like it's just not understood in the best way. That's why I think we gotta do it more. More of the story is we got to use it more. Um, so my man Treyon said um, the conversation about, I'm, I'm, for the folks on, um, on the podcast, I'm looking at Facebook Live and I'm like reading comments as people come up. My boy Treyon talked about toxic masculinity and just how that, that to me, Trey, toxic ma- masculinity 
is a mumble thought. We talk about mumble rappers. Toxic masculinity is a mumble thought. Because at the end of the day, in my mind, it's just, I don't even want to say it's masculinity. It's just, it's a lot of things in that term toxic masculinity. What's another word that just started coming up as a result of of fake woke Twitter? Um, Frailty. What do they say? Um, Fragility. Male. Is that the right word? Male fragility or fragile ego. Something that they talk about like men can't handle being talked about. I don't don't know. Um, But all of these mumble thoughts about men and what men can do and what we're not going to take from men. uh, You know, toxic masculinity. You know, if you look at anything in isolation, you could come up with a definition. Like, if you're just, you know, if you're just looking at, you know, behavior that's displayed by a man that's not effective in that situation, you could label that as toxic masculinity. You could label it as frustration. You could label it as... uh, there, there are tons of things you could label it as. You could label it as social socialization, like how men are socialized to respond in certain situations. Um, I've never heard of the word or the phrase in the mumble thought sphere of toxic femininity, and there shouldn't be one because that just sounds ridiculous. But we all know women that have toxic interactions. We all know men that have toxic interactions as a result of X, Y, and Z. A myriad of things, right? So why must we label, like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Because once you label it, I think it allows you to just box it. Like, that's what labels are. Labels are easy identifiers. Like, oh... That's toxic masculinity over there. So we're not gonna we're not gonna deal with that. We're not gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna tuck that away and we're just gonna put them in the corner. Is we're gonna put that over there. Um, you know what I'm saying? So there's certain there's certain I don't want to say ways of being because everybody's not the same. But there's certain things that are stereotypically or typically exhibited certain behaviors that are typically exhibited by men that are labeled as masculine that can be toxic right um we all know what they are we don't have to label them but man trey says on on facebook live that like when women exhibit certain behaviors that may be toxic femininity or I I don't know that just sounds silly but it's called nurturing or it could be called over mothering it could be called being overly sensitive I don't know but those aren't things we would just say are women because we know men that are overly sensitive we know you know what I'm saying I don't know I just think these labels you know because we only have 140 characters to classify and to capture this behavior we get all of these fake, you know, pseudo sociologists that want to come on and tell you, hey, you're exhibiting toxic masculine behavior. You're, you know, you're XYZ, you're trash, 
you are making excuses for ex- you know I don't know man I just I just want I feel that it's our role as older more mature men to add a balance to the conversation to quiet some of the mumble thinkers so that we're not rewarding mumble thoughts as like you know as the norm or as like the way to engage you know what's so crazy I'm going to end on this this week we saw the Kanye West situation unfold and everybody you know folks really took to what and how Van Lathan handled Kanye West in that moment you know everybody applauded everybody was like oh he's the best what he said so on and so forth What I saw in that situation was a man using compassion, exhibiting a certain level of authenticity, uh, a a vulnerability in that moment, because he didn't know how Kanye, he didn't know what y'all were going to say about him. So I'm sure some people like, he's soft, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But what I saw in that engage, in in that interaction was... A man, like that's what men do. That's what men do. That's the power, in my mind, of manhood. What happened in that display right there. You know, that's the like, I can't tell you how many times I might have said something wild and out. I might have been off my rocker, whatever, and my LB, SK, or, you know, whoever will pull me to the side and be like, yo, let me talk to you for a second. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to chastise you. I'm not going to over, I'm not going to finger wag you. I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. And that, I'm not going to do that. Let me pull you to the side for a minute. I think we need to talk. What you saw in that moment was the power, in my mind, of manhood. That's the type of interactions that fathers need to have with their sons, that uncles need to have with their nephews or with their nieces, you know, that husbands need to have with their wives. Like, it's, it's that kind of like, you know, he didn't flinch, he didn't cry, he didn't, you know, get angry, he didn't walk off, he didn't try to steal him, you know what I'm saying? Like, All of those things, all of the behavior, all the toxicity in this situation over the past and much of the toxicity that I see online is coming from women, right? But we we don't have a word for that. It's just called the norm in certain engagements, in certain, I'm sorry, in certain interactions. What we saw with Van Lathan was the power of a man Going to a man and saying, brother, my brother, we need to talk. And if I can't pull you to the side, then we're going to have this conversation. I'm not going to curse at you. You know, I'm not going to belittle you like a lot of y'all were trying to do. I'm going to speak to you out of love. And ultimately, I think that the keys to being and to combating mumble thought and to really being in tune with like what's going on is like responding out of love and not fear. And I'm not even trying to get into that whole love thing. Um, 
My man MDZ. What up, Meyer? Meyer says what Van said was more important for the world to hear versus Kanye. Something is wrong with him, so he is not comprehending what is going on, but something great came from it, the world hearing it. Exactly. In that moment, it wasn't about it wasn't about Kanye in that moment. It was about a man that's Van, like addressing another man in a public forum. And folks were so applauding it because they're not used to men having those kinds of conversations publicly, right? Um, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it, Trey. I'm not reading your comment. Yo, we going to be, yay going to be all right, man. And when that new album comes out, I don't want to hear you pumping it either. Go back and listen to, uh, go back and listen to, um, I don't even know Daz Dillinger. I feel like you still listen to Daz Dillinger, and 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 <laughs> I feel like you still listen to Gucci Mane. Don't come up for Kanye if you still got Gucci Mane in your iPhone. Uh, no, nah, in all seriousness. So I mean, that's 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 what I think, man. And I just want, I'm gonna end that there. You know, I'm gonna um, I'm just gonna implore all men to you know don't shy away from those opportunities when you have to. To confront an issue in a way that's going to like challenge and make the folks around you better in a way that's professional, mature. And like I said maybe a couple weeks ago, I think us men in our 30s and 40s, like we have those unique skills and experiences to be able to do that in a way that that like maybe a 22 year old might not be able to do yet. Because they're still reacting off. They haven't seen enough yet. You know what I'm saying? Life hasn't taken them uh, down that road yet. Um, <laughs> right. See, that's that's another thing. My man Meyer said, I think Van should have hugged him. Kanye, yo, Kanye wanted that hug, son. <laughs> Kanye was like, no. That hug was awkward. I, yo, I don't know, man. Y'all so hard. Kanye needed that hug, B. Kanye went and was like, no, oh, okay, all right. Van was like, really, really, my G. But um, you know, that's a that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother uh, podcast. But anyhow, thank y'all for tuning in. Um, you know, as I said for this season, season four, like we gonna really talk some man shit. You know. Um, and I don't think that we need to shy away from that. I don't think that we need to compromise that. I don't think we have to 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 put a cover on it and do it in the corner like, yo, come on, let's talk. I think that I think the world needs to see more interactions like what they saw with Van. Because that's how that's how me and my boys have been engaging. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a fraternity. So we might fight and joke and blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, when it came up to it, Meyer has to had to pull me to the side a couple times. Had to pull him to the side. SK, all my all my brothers, like young and old, Mr. Bullock. Shout out to BS Bullock out there in the Nigeria. Um, literally, he's in Nigeria. But like, he's had to pull me to the side of like, Mike, yo, that's not a good decision. You know, and do it in a way that's not that that's not gonna belittle me. Um, or 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 compromise my quote unquote manhood in that environment, and I think the world, I think social media, 
I think your family, I think your wife, your husband, your kids, your colleagues need to see more of that. They need to see more of that, especially, I'm not even going to throw in there the, the color piece, like black folk, like black men. I'm not even going to throw that in there because we all know that, um, that we could, like, the world could see more of that coming from us. You know? Um, our families could see more of that coming from us. Our colleagues, you know, I'm in education. I work with all white women, and I've been working with all white women for the past 20 years, um, for the most part. Uh, or, or, or all women, especially. I probably work with 10 men in my career, in my 18, 20-year career. Uh, with that said, you know, I think we have to be examples of of how men respond to things and not being afraid to make mistakes, not being afraid to challenge people like, ah, I don't agree, and do it in a way that's not going to, like, you know, prove any stereotypes right. You see what I'm saying? Anyhow, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this has been the Mumble Thinking episode. Season four episode. Uh, as usual, uh, my friend Martin is late. Um, I see you just coming here at the last minute. Uh, that's very typical of you, and I need you to do better, my brother. <laughs> see how I just did that? You see how that sounded? How that felt? Martin, you late? I'm about to leave now, but I'll holler at y'all later, man. Um, subscribe, rate, you know, share it, <clears throat> comment. TheIdeaManhood.com. This is Five Mikes, husband, father, educator, writer, MC, and I'll holler at y'all later. Peace. One.